Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. <laughs> Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling sound. It is episode 343 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I am Brian Breaker, and of course, I am being joined by Big Underscore... Sun's out, guns out, Bane. You damn right. You know, I was thinking, I was like, man, we're approaching September, we're approaching that fall, you know, that autumn time, and it's yep. still pretty, pretty toasty. Yeah, the 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 sun wanted to give us one last fu before cooling down. Yeah. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Uh, Rad Chad is our guest this week. Um, if you guys do not know Rad Chad, I highly recommend giving him a follow at RadChad86 on Twitter. Super cool guy, big figure collector, and I think everyone will enjoy um, hearing him on the show this uh, this weekend, next week. We got some wrestling talk this week, Big Underscore Bane. We got some movie talk, which I know you're going to be excited about this because it involves uh, DC Comics. Yep. Uh, so I think that's right up your alley. You're a bigger DC fan than Marvel. I mean, that's pretty well documented, right? Well, I mean, I like I like... I like Batman better than Iron Man, for sure. Sure. I mean, Superman's kind of like, eh. Eh, yeah. But I, I'll be honest, I think the DC comics are more entertaining than the Marvel comics yeah. to read. That's my personal opinion. But I think Marvel's killing it on movies. One thing Marvel does that DC never really has is they take obscure characters and make them famous. They do. And, Very good at that, actually. And DC hasn't done that at all. And it's it's... You keep seeing the Batman, the Superman, you keep seeing the Flash. That's but, but it. They never even did a Flash movie. No. You know, like, but I mean, like, you, you don't see any new characters at all. Right. Um, Marvel had a pretty, like, I think they should get credit for the fact that they had a plan and they executed it very well. Mm-hmm. DC had a plan and they executed it pretty badly. Yeah. Well, they were, they were trying to play catch up. And instead of starting at the starting line, they started about three quarters into the yeah into the race and yeah they uh they couldn't catch up they could not they could not we got some wrestling talk as well we're gonna dive into some chalk line talk and some toy talk um radical skedaddle bangs man are you are you a little bit sad that we are out of the uh strawberry blast dude that that might be my new favorite flavor i am a little bit sad but i'll tell you one thing though breaker i am very happy that we have this most delicious delectable nectar of the gods wait let me read that again 
radical fruity skedaddle. cleaner. So fruity, uh, no, it does not say fruity Windex. Breaker. It does not say fruity no, Windex. Unless you read idiot. <laughs> he does only have one F in his name. He I does. Mean, let's, so let, let to catch everybody up. Um, old, uh, old Jeff Toon on Fully Posable is throwing some, throwing some shade at radical skedaddle. Yeah. Um, Big how, underscore Bane did how, not take it too kindly. Let me ask you a question, Jeff, with one F. How often do you drink Windex to know what it tastes like? Exactly. I have one question for you. First, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> this is... He doesn't watch The Office. He's no, not going to catch that reference. Which is even more sad. What, <laughs> yeah. what kind of person will criticize a drink that doesn't watch The Office? You have no right, sir. I have never. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I am... You have made a bitter enemy. No. In me. In me. Enemies. Jeff with one F. It is no wonder... That Bill Venus doesn't like you and doesn't trust you. Bill Venus doesn't like Jeff? No. he. That kind of makes me like Jeff more now. He's the one that started this. Whole, he let everybody know that he's only got one F in his name. Yeah. And he, he said, you cannot trust a man with only one F in his name. You can't trust a Jeff with only one F. That shows how much attention I pay to Bill Venus. That but that sack sh- of crap. shows you how much maybe he's got more logic than we think. No, because that that you he you're, you're this, losing your entire he, argument. He now. compares this to Windex Breaker. That's that's Windex. Un- yeah, that's not right. Windex. Yeah, I've never like peeking them. I can see the microphone peeking on you. It's like <laughs> Windex. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've never uh, in my entire life, like Pine Sol, Windex, whatever, like smudged like, mmm, lemony, let's take a big old swig of that. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's, no, that's bottom little... line is, like what you like, but, and, you know, everybody's got their opinion. But no, the, the hell with that. You like what we like, You're, or we hate you. Here's the thing. Everybody can have their opinion. <laughs> Jeff, I love you. Uh, you can have your opinion, but your opinion is wrong, and I hate you. Well, there you go. I mean, I... Mean, I I haven't had this in a couple of weeks, I feel like, and it's pretty good. I love Scott, though. He's a great guy. Yeah, Scott's a great dude. Amazing. Great dude. What do you say we dive into a little bit of wrestling talk here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out Stone Cold. Well, big underscore Bane, we have a lot of wrestling uh, talk this week. Um, SummerSlam and TakeOver were this past weekend, and we saw the uh, Thunderdome. Yes. Uh, a lot of people were enjoying SummerSlam through the Thunderdome, including a member of the KKK and Chris Benoit. Yeah. So um, We even saw a beheading. I mean... Uh, it was... But let's go back. What did I say last week? People are going to do this to get themselves over. Yeah, and it just really goes to show you. I know a lot of people think this stuff is funny, but like it just it's not. And it it goes to show you how absolute shitty wrestling fans are. Mm-hmm. And just some of them, some of them. Not, yeah, so I'm, but, not, but I'm again, not lumping everybody into that category. But, but that's three people that can ruin the whole thing for everybody, right? And it's it's like gross. That yeah. shit's gross. I mean, it well, it's just it's not like. My thing is like if you want to go up there dressed like Bill Venus, like that's right. I saw that's that's fine. If someone wants to get a, their own mullet, you know, and goofy glasses, okay, have I, fun. But. I saw a guy who was wearing a fake mustache. He had a little wig on. He had a suit on, almost like kind of like a Howard Finkel type gimmick. And I was like, 
That's perfect. I think people should do that. Right. Macho man sunglasses, like Eric right. Barker, that son of a bitch. Right. I mean, I, I you guys should have fun while you're doing that. But like to put stuff like that in there, that's that's uncalled for. And what pisses me off the most about it, and not pisses me off, but it disappoints me, is that when you look at the NBA's games and things like that, they've had this thing going on for a while now. And right. the most exciting thing that's happened from their fans is like one guy tried to kiss another guy on the next screen. You know what I mean? Like, right. Just to be funny. But, it's like, that's but like, again, have you ever heard of NBA fans trying to do things to get themselves over in the live No, crowd? and that's my point is like wrestling fans are just terrible people for the most part. Yeah. And it's just kind of sad. Well, it, it's sad because it's like you kind of just see, like, you know, I predicted last week, we're going to see this happening. This is going to be a thing and people are going to get kicked off and they're going to think it's funny because whatever. Um, I think it's it's good on WWE's part to try stuff. Yeah. And I do feel like coming from last week to this week, and again, I didn't watch SummerSlam, but I felt like it, it, flew, it flowed better mm-hmm. the way they did it as opposed to that test run. That test run was bad. Yep. This is a lot better. Yeah. AEW, however has kind of turned a corner in the fact that they actually had fans um, this week yeah. at Dynamite, about they 600 did. people. Um, they were socially distanced, very strict on enforcing the mask, and temperatures were taking the whole deal. But they showed a clip of the, the fans singing along to the Judas song mm-hmm. for Chris Jericho's entrance. And it's kind of one of those things where like, wow, we have missed this. And yeah. it's it's a it's a cool thing to see, man. I'm, I hope that this doesn't you know have bad results and it can continue because I think it's awesome. Well, and that's the thing is I think uh, – I don't know what the right answer is on that. I mean, I, I think it's kind of a wait-and-see deal. I mean, if a few weeks go by and nothing really comes of it, then right. I think it's let's let's keep doing it, you mm-hmm. know. I'm all about it. I mean, I, I I do. I mean, I think we all miss fans in this in the stands. I think that's what, what we all have missed about wrestling these past damn – Six months? M- most of the year, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's – so – I hope it works out for them because I mean I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah, um, all outs coming up, um, which is AEW's next pay per view. They had some some announcements. There's going to be another casino battle royal where the winner receives a future AEW title match, big eight man tag, and then also um, Hakura Shida is defending the AEW women's title against Thunder Rosa. Super stoked about that. Which is you know she's the NWA uh, women's champion. Yeah. Now, a lot of things have made me think about this. The NWA has been basically non-existent during all of this, which I totally understand. Then we start seeing, like, Ricky Starks and Eddie Kingston signed with AEW. It's kind of like, oh, God. And and not to mention Wade Barrett showing up on NXT for commentary. So, as much as I'm glad AEW is doing well, it kind of makes me nervous. Like, okay, what's the future for NWA, right? Yeah. And... I'm wondering if there's maybe some type of working agreement here. Or do you think maybe AEW has bought out NWA? From what I've gathered, that's not the case. Yeah. That, that they're still, everything's good and they're going to keep going once things level out. But I don't know. I mean, the thing is, what if things don't level out? Yeah. You know, I mean, what if what if we're in the same boat six months from now? You know what I mean? Like it's we, possible. We don't know. And so, it. I, I mean, I don't know. But if they if they haven't... Sold out. That's great, but then um, then this is just based off like what Billy Corgan has mentioned. Like, no, right. we're still planning to do stuff, and we're, we're they're wanting, I guess, resume operations in twenty twenty one, maybe. And but maybe maybe the working relationship is to kind of help keep them afloat because could be. it's it could be one of those things where maybe they 
got a little bit of extra cash on the side to let Thunder Rosa go over there. And yeah, I, I could see Nick Aldis going back for Nick Aldis versus Cody three. Absolutely. I think that would be awesome. I yeah. would love to see that. I would love to see uh, Aaron Stevens show up too. Yeah. Well, especially cool. since Cody can't challenge for the AEW title. Right. I think it'd be good for him to challenge again for the NWA title. Yeah. I think that'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> FTR also won a uh, tag team gauntlet match to uh, wrestle Kenny Omega and Hangman Page at all out for the tag titles. Ooh, hope they win. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm digging everything FTR is doing. Like, yep. I feel like those are two guys where it's like, yeah, they definitely should have. I done. honestly, I bet they do because Hangman Page just got kicked out of the elite. He did. Well, he caused Young Bucks to lose yeah. that match. He yeah. uh, did some interfering there. So, so I bet he just throws in the towel on on old Kenny, and Kenny's left to fight for himself. Could be. Um, I do know this. Um, last week I had mentioned that, uh, you know, Eric Rowan debuted. Mm-hmm. He did not. He did not. Uh, I don't know. If someone was just posting fake spoilers, but well, they, they got s- the Thunder Rosa thing right though. Right, and so I don't know, but. Or if that was filmed and taken down. Maybe it was a swerve, you know, could to be. try to get people confused. It could be. But I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then, uh, yeah, that did not happen. I mean, yeah. it did happen where Brody Lee won the TNT title. So right. there was some truth to it, which I thought was odd. So I yeah. don't know the specifics of it. And, uh, you know, at their pay-per-view, they're having a casino battle royal. And I wouldn't be shocked if uh, Eric Rowan shows up in that. Uh, Karrion Cross from NXT TakeOver wins the... Uh, NXT title, and then the next week has to vacate it. Yeah, man. Crappy deal. Damn the luck. I mean, it seems like that happens a lot with guys. Um, yeah. They they win a title and then have to get rid of it the next day because, I mean, they just get injured during that during that championship match. That sucks. I mean, it feels like it happens more than, more than it should. Well, then Keith Lee debuts on Raw with a kind of a new look, new music. No one's happy about this. Yep. Um, of course Keith he, Lee's been telling everybody to just shut the hell up, though. Well, at the, at the end of the day, he probably gets tired of getting tagged in tweets. Right. I mean, it, it's not his call, I'm sure. No, it's not. He, well, and that's what he said. He was like, "I, it's out of my hands. He's like, but just let me deal with it. Yeah. You know. And I mean, he, he's very graceful in everything that he says. He's never actually said, shut the hell up, you mm-hmm. know. But it's, it, it's, a, it's obviously, it's on his mind, too. But, I mean, they got him out there in basketball shorts almost and like a, a sleeveless shirt. And it's like. I wasn't a big fan of the uh, the biker shorts, but like you got accustomed to it, and then it became like this is Keith Lee. Yeah, you know, and and now seeing him in something like baggy shorts, and it's like you know that's not not his style. No, you know, and so it's it's uh it's pretty weird. And then the music is the music fit him because like that was his voice, you yeah. know, and and the um. You felt the swagger, you know. He really loved that song. It seemed like, anyway. I mean, but it fit him. It was his deal. And yeah. then, but now this song, it's like it still does the very beginning part where it's like, "For He Is Limitless," and then it just switches to a generic rock song. Yeah, you know, and it's like, ah, that's not cool. But you know, I mean, he's also probably thinking like. I'm finally on the main roster. Sure. I'll do what I got to do. He's wrestling Randy Orton at the pay-per-view. Right. right? I mean, that's a pretty good, pretty good rub right away. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm sure he's probably like, I'll, I'll deal with the minor details later. Yeah. No, and I, and I totally get that. It's just, it's kind of unfortunate. Um, I mean, to me, I think the whole epitome of what makes Keith Lee special is seeing a guy that big doing what he does. Yep. You put him in basketball shorts and like a tank top or whatever he's yep. wearing, it's like, it doesn't seem as impressive. Well, you yeah. know. And I feel like the main roster has this 
has this thing, and we've talked about it many times. They don't really ever let the guys be themselves. They don't really. They always got to put their WWE stamp on things, and I feel like this is kind of what they've done with Keith Lee. I mean, they did it to the Ascension. They've done it to um, pretty much everybody that's been on the main roster. I A mean, lot of them they do it. That's Neville jumped up. Neville. I mean, yeah. it, you you can't just be the who you are. You know, from from NXT, you can't just jump to the main roster and be the same guy. Viking Raiders. Same guys. And the guys that kind of were who they are usually do the best. Right. Like uh, Sami Zayn did. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is yeah. the other one. Yeah. So uh, it's Enzo and Cass. They didn't really change them. No. And they did well. Yeah. You know, I mean, at the time they did. But I don't know. It's, it sucks, though, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping they can. I don't know. And I don't know if it's just like, hey, you're fat. We want to cover it up. I don't know. Like, that seems weird to me because, again. I'm sure the conversation didn't go like that. Of course. But, I mean, I'm I'm. I'm sure he said it would probably be more aesthetically pleasing if we had different outfit on you. Yeah. But again, like the Viking Raiders, I mean, these aren't, you know, six-pack ab dudes. But no. at no point do I ever think like, uh, you know, like they look like badasses. Right. 100% armor and freaking helmets and crazy mohawks and stuff. Like it's it's good stuff. I don't know. I, I'm of the belief, though, that everyone needs to look a little bit different. And Keith Lee had that completely. And that sucks yep. that it got taken away. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, what do you say we uh, dive into a little bit of movie talk here? Let's do it. This is Breakup and Bait at the Movies. 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 All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? I'll tell you what we got now, Big Underscore Bane. How about uh, the new trailer for a couple of new DC films we mentioned on top of the show? The Batman and the Suicide Squad. Yes. So, uh, Robert Pattinson, I believe is his name. He is uh, playing Batman in this new Batman film. And mm-hmm. uh, obviously, you know, the casting news. The guy from Twilight's the new Batman. People right. are not happy, right? And right. that's... Kind of to be expected. But again, I remember when I heard Heath Ledger was the Joker, as we've said before, I was like, really? The 10 things I hate about you guy? Right. Dude <laughs> from A Knight's Tale? Right. Are you kidding me? Right. And he was perfect in that role. Yeah. And um, after seeing that movie with him, that's when I realized I shouldn't judge actors before they actually do the role. Well, I, th- I heard people say the same thing about Robert Downey Jr. Like, really? Is Tony yeah. Stark? And I mean... Has yeah. there been a better casting in movies in the last 10 years? Probably not. Well, except for Ben Affleck. That's Batman. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Oh, dear God. I perfect can't even that. Perfect Batman. Not perfect Batman. Absolutely. Not at all. Robert Pattinson, though, what did you think about seeing him in the trailer? He looked good. I, I don't really like the haircut they gave him, uh, but I, I think he... They're going for a younger version, right? More of a rookie Batman, which I think yep, is good. Yep. Um, but I, I think I think he... Uh, he uh, he dons the suit well. I, yeah. I like it. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see the see the movie, see more about it. This whole uh, new Batman universe, which I guess he's uh, Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck are coming back in this movie. Is it this movie they're coming back in? I have not heard that at all. There's one movie that both of them are reprising their roles, but I can't remember if it's this movie or maybe it's something another DC movie that, hmm. that's coming out. But, yeah, they're supposed to be reprising the roles, almost like a Flashpoint thing. It might be the new Flash movie or something. It could be. That, that actually could be. Um, there has been talk of Michael Keaton doing something involving Batman Beyond, which I think would be great because 
course, in that franchise, Bruce Wayne is kind of like the mentor to yep. Terry McGinnis, who becomes the new Batman. Yep. And Michael Keaton's kind of at that age where he could be a good old man Bruce Wayne, which I think would be fun. Uh, but, you know, I think I've always thought Batman as a character, much like James Bond, you have to keep at a certain age level. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm excited to see this. Uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of brutality to it. It looks like the Penguin and the Riddler are the villains, which I think is fun. Yep. Uh, we haven't seen the Riddler um, since, what, Batman Forever? And the Penguin since uh, Batman and Batman Returns? Yep. And I thought I saw some goons that looked like maybe Joker's goons. It could be. In the trailer. I don't know if they'll actually have a Joker right. in this, but I thought I saw some Joker goons. Well, there, there has been talk of the initial, like, the Joker movie was supposed to be very standalone. Yeah. And there's been talk that they may do something involving that. because They, they shouldn't bring him back, though, because of the way that was set in the 70s. Right. They need but to, he inspires the next Joker. He, he needs to be the inspiration. Yeah. And I think that that could be very possible. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm kind of in that, you know, wait and see, because I, I do want to see it. I mean, yeah. I plan to see it, so... Yeah. Uh, the Suicide Squad's also coming out, um, I believe, next year. Uh, they're coming over a lot of lot of cast members of this movie. Some returning from the previous Suicide Squad, some not. John Cena's actually in the movie. Yep. I think it's fun. Very cool. Um, it's it's done by, um, uh, I can't think of the dude's name, the guy that did Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Um, the guy who got fired for like two weeks or something like that. He got fired, then they brought him back, but he already signed on to do this. Yeah. yeah. Some, Sean Gunn, maybe. Is that? James Gunn, that's yeah, his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, you know, I didn't hate the Suicide Squad movie. A lot of people told me they like legitimately hated that movie. I I am of the position with a lot of the DC films. It's not that they're bad; they're just not that good. And that's that's kind of where I felt like Suicide Squad fell. I really like Suicide Squad. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it, none of these, even the Marvel movies, don't blow my mind. I mean, right? But I, I feel like the Marvel movies have have way better storytelling. Like Suicide Squad was okay. It, but there's nothing about it that's made me think, oh, I definitely need to watch that again. I mean, it could just be how it's cut because, you know, they're bringing, bringing back that uh, Snyder cut. Everyone's been talking about that, and I'm, I'm still not convinced that that's going to be good. Dude, I don't know because it looks pretty badass to me. Yeah. A lot of people kind of criticize Snyder um, for Batman versus Superman because Batman killed in that movie. Mm-hmm. Which is the thing Batman never does. I mean, and it was so nonchalantly done. That's kind of like he's also an old Batman, though. True, but you know, if he's went this long, why would he just like nonchalant? Why wouldn't he kill the Joker? But he just kills some random dude. I mean, Batman's always killed people. It was just indirect. You know, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, that's why it didn't really bother me. I mean, what do you mean he's always killed people? Well, like you can't tell me those missiles that shoot out from his. Freaking Batmobile that hit the van in front of him doesn't kill that people in there. They're effing missiles. He's always killed people. <laughs> like, like what? What van are you talking about? I'm just saying when he's chasing somebody, shooting missiles, yeah. and things like that in his vehicle. But usually they're done to like stop the vehicle. It's not done to like blow it up. He shoots right. stuff out to like blow. But it up. it's a high speed chase. The van does a huge flip, lands on. I mean. He's killing people. <laughs> he just—it's indirect. Well, yeah, but in that, well, okay, that's I guess been that's... a running joke about Batman is that like he doesn't right. kill people, but the missile that he holds in his, you know, or the batarang that he stabs people with when he throws it at them, you know what I mean? But like, usually he uses that to like knock stuff out of their hands. <laughs> I mean, he beats them up and he roughs them up, but he doesn't. Right. It's not like he's not. It's not killing people. There's a scene in one of the games where like he literally puts a guy's head 
below his Batmobile wheel and like revs the engine so the wheel is like on top of his head. It's like, nah, I didn't kill him, just paralyzed him. Well, you know, <laughs> I guess, I guess that's he's the not exactly the uh, the picture of morality, you know. Yeah, and and again, you know, you have different people writing different stories right. for the same character, so it can kind of change. But but any movie with Darkseid actually in it, I'm going to be 100% for. He, he's badass. I mean, I'm, I'm super stoked about the Snyder Cut. Oh, so Darkseid's in that? Yeah, they showed him in the trailer. Ooh, I see. I haven't watched that. I need yep. to do that. Yep. It's going to be, I guess, like showed over four one-hour like, uh, episodes. Really? Yeah. Because so they filmed that much stuff that never got made? Yeah. They, the fact that they cut out the entire dark side part really pisses me off. Cause that Why was would the they whole, do that? That was the whole reason I was excited about that movie is because I saw the uh, like the Omega signs yeah. in the dirt and all that shit. And I saw the, the demons that he's got or whatever they are. Well, I remember when they were like, do you hear the villain is in Justice League? Steppenwolf. And I'm like, who the hell is that? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, why wouldn't they? Right. I don't know. Like, because I've heard after Thanos, the next big bad might be Galactus, which might take a while to get there. But I'm like, that... as long as they don't do it like that cloud. God, that was awful. Was that, <laughs> that, that, that might be the worst thing ever. Which, to be fair, we can sit here and, and bicker back and forth about comic book movies, but I'm glad it's not that anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Like, damn. <laughs> Fantastic Four. Holy hell. Anyway, let's, uh, let's take a break here and dive into a little bit of toy talk. Let's do it. Here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show, we'll break a remain, do a bit of toy talk. Here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show, we'll break a remain, do a bit of toy talk. All right, well this week, Big Underscore Bane, we are going to dive into Elite 81, which is currently up for pre-order on Ringside Collectibles. Uh, this features a Shinsuke Nakamura, which we've he's had plenty of Elites, uh, The Rock, back in Elite uh, form here. Uh, first elites uh, for Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford of the Street Profits. Uh, Bianca Belair with her first elite, which I think that's a really good figure. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a Chase uh, Nakamura, and the um, exclusive is going to be Mae Young, which is kind of fun. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, also, too, the one I really want to talk about, uh, from the Hollywood Blondes, Stunning Steve Austin. Uh, super stoked for this. Um you get the stars on the tights, the uh, the Hollywood clip. I don't know what the hell you call that thing, the clipboard thing, uh, the the ring vest, and the WCW tag title. Now you're a big mark for titles, so I know that tag title had to mean a lot to you. Yeah, that that when I first saw that, that was like one of the few things when they revealed this at Comic Con. That that was one of the few things that I was like, damn, yeah, that's cool. Right. Now, I've actually waited on Hollywood Blonde Elites for a very long time because they're one of my favorite tag teams. So, can you imagine my disappointment when I don't see a Brian Pillman in this wave? Yeah. Now, in Elite 79, there's a Bobby Fish. and In Elite 80, there's a Kyle O'Reilly that match. So, I get it. He could be in Elite 82. Not a big thing. But isn't that weird to make one guy but not the other? It is. Especially uh, when he comes with the tag title. I, I looked it up real quick, Breaker. It's called the clapboard. The clapboard. The oh, clapboard. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I, I did have an interesting thought. What if this figure came with a Brian Pillman head? Yeah. And you bought two of the figure, you could basically make the Hollywood Blondes. The only difference really would be the fact that uh, um, the jacket, I think, says SS on it. Yeah. Stunning Steve. Now, the back of the tights may say Stunning Steve. I don't know. May just say blondes. I'm not sure if they say anything. May just be blank. 
Um, but I guess that's one way you could do it. Now, a lot of people brought up, there was like an Elite 47, I think, Brian Pillman that came out that came with the Bengal tights. Mm-hmm. And he had a Brian Pillman shirt and he had a Hollywood blonde style vest. It's and, not the same, though. Right, that's what I said. It's like, it's not the same. Like, yeah, I, I need Hollywood blondes, Brian Pillman. I but need matching trunks, tag title, all that. I don't want an accessory head, though. We got to have our own figure because we need a second WCW tag team title. Well, that was my thing. Because, like, if that's. My only thought on that is if you bought a second Stunning Steve, you could swap the head. You'd have to. But I really don't want that either. And and for mints on card people, you don't want that. No. You you want to put them up next to each other. Right. um, I hope that's not going to be a huge miss from Mattel. But the fact that he's not in the same wave, I'm like, well, they do have Street Profits, which is one other tag team. So maybe they're like, well, let's split them up. Like I said, Elite 79 has Bobby Fish. Elite 80 has Kyle O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. And they both are the chase in those lines, so they have two different outfits. And then also in Elite 80 is the Viking Raiders. So yeah. like maybe they don't want to put two tag teams in one Elite Wave, which I totally get. But to me, it's like if I think back to like the LJN days when they made Axe but not Smash. Right. It's not, don't do that. That's not good. Right, because what if something happens in between right now and the next Wave where right. they lose the license? And I don't think that they would. I think Brian Pillman's under a good Legends deal. I would imagine that he is, but... Still makes me nervous. <laughs> Although I, I know Brian Pillman Jr. is hanging out in AEW. And I could see... I would love an AEW version of Brian Pillman. Well, to be fair, I don't think that'll be happening anytime soon because he is signed with FTC. So he's locked into Brian a Brian Pillman Jr. is? Yes, he's locked into a deal with them, at least for the foreseeable future. But yeah. um, again, contracts can be bought out. That can always Absolutely, happen. Absolutely, yeah. Um, anyway, let's, uh, let's take a break from here. Let's get Rad Chad back on the show. Big underscore Bane, it's time for us to try a crazy soda and dive into some chalk line after that. All right. It's the last one. We can make it. I guess so. It's time for the interview segment on Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. And I am being joined here via Skype with Rad Chad. Chad, what's going on, man? Hey, Brian. How's it going? I'm doing well, man. You know, me and you have been like a Twitter pals for a while, but this is the first time we've ever actually talked to each other, which is kind of fun. Yeah, I was thinking about that myself. It's good to actually uh, communicate with you uh, and and do this. For sure. I actually heard you uh, just, it's been a little little bit now, but I heard you on a Fully Posable's telephone episode, and I was like, man, that sounds like a fun guy to talk to. We need to have you on the show. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. That was a good time. I love talking to Jeff and Scott over there. Yeah, they're that they're, was a good time. Yeah, they're great dudes. And I know, like, you know, obviously fig life and wrestling figures and all that stuff is kind of how all of us kind of came together, which is crazy of how how much this community has grown in that time. Oh, exactly. I mean, discovering them a couple of years back, then all of a sudden they're recommending podcasts such as yours and, and other podcasts out there. And it's like, well, let me check them out. Let me follow them on Twitter. And next thing you know, we're communicating all the time. So it's a great community to be a part of. Well, it's it's so interesting because I know uh, for a lot of people, like there always there's always that thought of like, oh, social media is so toxic, it's so bad, and I think that right. that is true to a degree. But there's a lot of good that's come out of social media. Us talking right now, we would have never probably met each other in our entire lives had it not no. been for something like Twitter and the Fig Life community. No, and you know, I, I will say I was one of those guys. Um, I took a month hiatus from from Twitter for you know a bunch of reasons, but. Um, my rad chat account that I have, I, I simply have that just for collecting and nostalgia and all that stuff. So I feel like everybody I interact with, I have things in common with. It's always positive. It's fun. 
and I, I truly enjoy it. I mean, my screen time on my iPhone, it reminds me every single week how it's always going up, and it's because of Twitter. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Well, it's kind of the yeah. go-to thing when you're bored, right? You get on Twitter. For 100%. Yes. Yes. That's so right. So, obviously, you know, we, we kind of got acquainted uh, to each other um, through the Fig Life community and collecting and all that stuff. But I, I would imagine being a wrestling figure collector, you had to be a wrestling fan. So, like, how does, yeah. the, how does the fandom for pro wrestling come to be? So I was, I was pretty young. I was probably about four or five when I first started falling in love with wrestling. And I think a lot of it had to do with, uh, we rented like the, the VHS tapes at the, the video store. Oh, those are the best, aren't they? Yes. Just the, the cover art, I think attracted my eyes. Um, like I'm not exact volume two and stuff like that. Super tape volume two. Yeah. Or, you know, you see, you know, uh, WrestleMania six and you see Hogan and warrior with the lightning, you know, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not exactly sure what exactly got me into it. I just know that I got into it at an early age, around probably four or five, and all my best friends seemed to like it. I don't know if they got into it at the same time or they liked it before me or after me, but it's kind of just like, you know how it is when you're a kid, like you kind of remember bits and pieces. Like Mm -hmm. It's like all of a sudden, it's like wrestling was in my life, and it was in my life strong. I'm watching the VHSs all the time. Now I have toys. Now I have wrestling buddies. I have bed sheet. It's just like, it just like kind of overtook me. So I don't know exactly when or how I got into it, but boy, it hit me hard. It hit me early. See, I'm, I'm the same way. And I think the WWF was so smart, especially in those times, because it was everything, you know, like I had, yes. I had the same, probably the exact same set of, of WWF bed sheets. I had a whole <laughs> yeah. light switch. You know what I mean? Like, Yes. Just all that crazy stuff that they were making at that time. But, uh, oh, man, I mean, I remember my local video store, and I've talked about it on here before. There was five, I think, VHS tapes. And, yeah. you know, wrestling wasn't on as much as it is now. So I'm just running right. those same tapes over and over again. Same. I mean, it's probably 1991, 1990, and I'm watching over and over again things from 1987. Right. So I always feel like I grew up in the prime of the golden era when really I didn't really start watching until – probably around real time, WrestleMania six to seven, somewhere in there. So, but yeah, I mean, same thing, the same five, six tapes, just keep writing them over and over again. And then whenever I got the figures, try to recreate the matches. If I could do that as well. And it just, it just overtook me. It became everything. Well, and that's what's so so interesting because you talk about watching the old tapes. Like I vividly remember like, like for instance, the iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov, but they were both out of the WWF by the time I was watching. So clearly yeah. I'm watching them on tapes and stuff. Exactly. I, I feel like, and, and I, I've said this to all my buddies for years, I feel like the first wrestler I remember is Sergeant Slaughter. Sure. Uh, as a good guy. So there's that had to be in you know the mid-80s because, I mean, he wasn't around in the late 80s or in early 90s. He was the bad guy. So um, it, yeah, I was the same way. I had to be watching old tapes that were just constantly rented by me. So. And that's what's and that's what's so fun about um, about that nostalgic look at wrestling is, you know, anytime like I had one video store and it was on the kind of on the other side of town that my parents didn't like to go to as much because it was further away, but they had right. a ton of wrestling tapes. So on like the special occasion, my dad's like, "All right, we can go there and you can get some wrestling tapes." And I'm like, "Oh yes!" Like that was <laughs> such a, a you know, it's like such a good thing because I'm like. Then I'm able to get, you know, a WCW pay-per-view, a WWF pay-per-view, you know, like all this different stuff. And right. you know, in those days, wrestling, the way it moved, like if you missed a show, there's no reading about it online. There's no catching up yeah. on Twitter. 
you missed you had no clue yeah, yeah exactly you you know and like the events i went to as a kid like i just remember like certain wrestlers there but i, I couldn't tell you like oh it was this raw or that you know i have no idea it was just probably a house show that came to st louis you know and uh yeah because yeah if you missed an event you had no clue that it happened right all of a sudden you see it on tv if you got lucky if you're you know and oh okay this is what's going on so oh yeah um did you own any vhs tapes i owned one like for the longest time then i owned a few more later on and i watched that thing like literally till the the tape wore out um i i had SummerSlam's greatest hits like with bret hart on the cover nice I don't know. Did you own any yourself? I I, own, I didn't own any until they started doing like the home video releases in probably like the the late nineties. Okay. I remember I had the best of WrestleMania, which was kind of a collage of all the WrestleMania events. Yes, and I've then, seen that. Yeah, and I had like the three faces of Foley, and they were all basically like a one hour short documentary. Right. And I, I had a few of those, um, but it wasn't really until I got into like the DVDs. That's when once I had a DVD player. Oh man. That's when yes. I started getting a bunch of a bunch of stuff. You want to talk about collecting. I, I mean, my DVD wrestling collection, I mean, it didn't matter who the wrestler was, what the thing was. I bought it. It, didn't, it did right. not matter from whenever DVDs start. I remember my first ever DVD was uh, Shawn Michaels in the vault. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know that one? That's That had the, the random AWA match. Yeah, it had the AWA match. And then it had, like, I think the first WWF match was actually his ladder match. It had, like, the Hell in a Cell match, the um, Iron Man match. That was my first ever wrestling DVD that I got, and that just started an entire collection of DVDs. So that was that was a big one. So uh, you're, you'll you'll pop at this. My my first DVD I ever bought was Ready to Rumble. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then after that I bought ECW Extreme Evolution. So uh, that was my two DVD collection there for a while, but. I, hey, it's two good ones to have. Yeah, man. I mean, those ECW DVDs were, were super fun at the time. And they actually kept producing those after the company folded. I had heard that the company they signed with, was it was like to do X amount of tapes or whatever. And the company folded, but they still had a contract. So they're like, nope, we're still going to produce them. And you know, it was kind of <laughs> funny because they were still making stuff even though the... You know the company had folded like a couple of years already, but because it wasn't until like '04 when WWE was even able to purchase the library, right? Yeah, you got to make a buck, right? Yeah, definitely. So uh, you know you're you're a huge wrestling fan. You're going to events yeah. and all that stuff. I, I think for me, seeing wrestling live and then having the actual figures is what brought it all together. And uh, I I actually started with LJNs, but um, I, I'm a little bit younger than Jeff and Scott, so. My LJN collection were all kind of like third-party garage sale, like okay, huge lots. They were all beat up and mangled, and they weren't really that good. But my so my all-time favorite figures are always going to be the Hasbro's because that's what I remember the most as a kid. Yeah, where did here. where did it start with you? So yeah, it started with Hasbro's. Um, I don't remember LJNs ever really existing um, as a kid, to be honest with you. Like I didn't really hear about them. Probably, if I'm being honest, until probably like the internet. I didn't even know. Um, it's kind of one of those things, like kind of how I got into wrestling. I'm not sure exactly who my first Hasbro was. I know I got a couple around the same time, but all of a sudden it's kind of like I had a few and then all my buddies had a few and then it just became an absolute obsession to every single time, you know, my mom left the house. I was like, did you bring me home a wrestler? You know, like right. yeah. <laughs> that, it just became consuming in that way. Um, so Hasbro's is definitely where I started and it's definitely, um, 
has been the toy line that has consistently been in my life that I've always loved and it'll always be my favorite. Yeah, man, I actually, I, and I've told this story before, but the first time I ever saw the Hasbros, I was at a Walmart. My mom was getting something done in her car, which, I, you know, why at Walmart, I don't know. But right. we're, we're there, and I remember it, there was an end cap of the Hasbros, and you, that iconic WWF logo caught my eye. And so uh-huh. you see the blue from the card and that logo, and I ran to the aisle. And, you know, again, I'm used to big rubber LJN figures. These are half the size. They're hard plastic. It's a completely different style of a toy, but I right. was immediately in love with them. Like I had to have one so bad. Do you remember who your first one was? Macho Man Randy Savage Series One. Uh, Absolutely, can't go wrong there. That's one of the best, if not the best, ever. Right, and uh, I know you're a big Macho Man fan as well. But I am. I yeah. remember uh, that specific day they didn't have Hogan or Warrior in stock because that's probably who I would have gone with. But I think Macho Man was a solid first choice. But Yes, but yeah, dude, those uh, those those Hasbro figures still to this day hold a special place to a lot of people. I know you actually have a pretty nice collection of those yourself. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, so yeah, Hasbro's. Um, so loose growing up, I probably had maybe I don't know thirty of them, maybe forty, and I think there's like ninety six ish in That's there. That's a pretty total. good collection, though. Yeah, I had like a third of them. Um, I didn't have like any of like the the real expensive ones, like the green cards. I I never could find any of them really after like the red card series. I didn't even know the green um, cards existed till years. Me later. neither. I didn't either. I had no clue that there was a one, two, three kid or right. Pretty much anything. And I even said on the fully posable podcast, um, when I first got my first job, I actually worked at a Best Buy and, um, it was my first job, my first expendable income. And right around that time, I don't know where I got it, but I got a lease toy guide. And I think what made me get it was I saw WWF Hasbro's complete checklist, like on the cover. And I was like, oh, I remember those. I love those. I still have all mine at the time, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember, so I saw this, pretty much this guide, and I was slipping through it, and I'm like, oh, my God, they made a, they made smoking guns. They made a one, two, three kid. They made, you know, this, this, and this. I had no clue. And then, like, I kind of knew right then and there, okay, I'm going to pretty much complete my collection of what I don't have. And the first things I would do is I would ask all my buddies who collected them, like, hey, um, you know, we're 16, right? So it's like kind of weird asking them like, Hey, can I have your toys? You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's pretty much, I kind of amassed the figures I didn't have from them. And then whatever they didn't have that I still needed, I actually created an eBay account. I think I started that in like 2002 and started buying figures online to complete my loose collection. Um, I can't imagine they were that expensive then, were they? They, they weren't, I can't remember the actual prices. I, it, my story changes all the time what the actual prices were. I know that like I was getting like green cards for like 10, 20 bucks shipped. It was really cheap. That's insane. Considering they're yeah. like several hundred now. <laughs> right. I actually kept the card back. So the ones I bought on eBay and, uh, like looking at them now, now that I collect mock Hasbro's and looking at them now, I'm so mad that even just 15 years ago I was opening them. Cause right. it was almost every green card. Um, it was like the red card taker. It was like LOD tag set. Mm. Um, a lot of the good expensive ones. I was literally buying mock on eBay and opening up up just to put in my loose collection. Um, but again, you don't, I mean, you don't know. You don't know. Exactly. I wish I did because I would have bought all of those one, two, three kids off eBay versus just a couple of them. But, uh, yeah, no, that, that, those are. Hasbro's is always going to be the love. It's always my focus. It still is my focus. Um, now I'm really committed to trying to get a complete mock collection. Mm. Um, 
which has been a journey, but an expensive journey, but it's been, it's fun to kind of like, and I'm not in a rush to do it. Like, it's kind of like if a deal comes up, which I had a recent deal or, you know, a figure pops up on social media, I might jump on it. And, um, if I complete it 10 years from now, Hey, that's cool. You know, whatever. So no, that, that's really cool. So uh, obviously a big Hasbro fan. What were your thoughts yeah. on when Mattel announced that retro line a few years back? Yeah, so that that right there is what got me back hardcore into collecting wrestling figures. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you heard me say it on uh, the Fully Opposable podcast, but I didn't really buy a single action figure for about 15 years. Um, and then I started buying some elite Macho Mans um, for whatever reason. I don't know why I did, but I did, and I'm so glad I did. But then when I heard that the retros were coming out, that's right. That was like, what, summer 2016? Yep, that sounds right, yeah. That is what I was like, okay, I'm buying every single one of those. And like my Hasbro collecting started kind of coming to play. Like I'm going to get one mock, one loose of every single person as I buy them. And then that is, those retros is what took off for me. I had so much fun hunting those down. And Dude, I know. I so wish they were still going and fingers crossed someday, right? So I can't imagine those are just going to go away completely. I think... Like 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 you, I remember the first time I saw those like um, at the Comic Con reveal. I'm like, wait, what? Like, yeah, no way. And then I see like a video of him doing like the the mechanism with Brock Lesnar's arms, which yes, know, he's basically like a Series One Hogan, you know, with the press slam. And I'm just like, oh my god, this is the coolest was, thing ever. I was too. I was in. I I oh yeah, that's exactly what brought me back into it. And, yeah. well, be- and- because of them, then all of a sudden bled into. To more wrestling figures, but yeah, the retros are, they're high up there on the love list. Well, and I'm kind of like you in that, in that regard as well, where I had, I didn't completely stop collecting, but there's always that period of time where I stopped or then I'd be like, eh, I don't really want to collect anymore. And then I would kind of, you know, just get away from it for a while. I still followed along, mm-hmm. still looked at new product and went to the stores and stuff, but I didn't, I didn't, you know what I mean? Like I didn't fall into it head over heels. And I think sometimes sure. you go in those cycles, you know? Oh, you definitely do. And you even do it when you're deep into collecting. Like you'll start looking at things like maybe at your house and be like, do I really need to collect this line still? Right. And you might sell something and then two weeks later you kind of regret it and you get back into it or whatever. But yeah, you definitely go in cycles. And for me, I don't really know why, like, I don't really know why I didn't continue. Like I did get some bone crunchers like one year for Christmas and I remember like absolutely hating them. Yeah. Um, and I got it when I was a kid and I, I just did not like them. And maybe that just soured me on wrestling figures or just toys. I don't know. But next thing you know, it's, you know, 15 years later and I'm, I'm buying Macho Man elites. And I, I couldn't tell you why I bought that elite that day. Just like, it just caught my eye. I don't even know why I was in the toy aisle. And, and that kind of started a little something for a while. So, well, you know, and, and that's the one thing I've always talked about with people who are you know, maybe wanting to get into toy collecting or whatever. It's like the, the safest thing about toy collecting almost always is you can nine times out of 10 sell this for what you paid for it. Oh, exactly. You're not going to take a loss more than likely. Yeah. Like every loose Hasbro, if you decided, you know what, I want to sell all these, I guarantee you, you can sell those for more than you paid. And like, so, you know, it's really kind of a safe bet in a lot of ways. It really is. And I mean, gosh, speaking of elites, like, if you miss out on those on the shelf, it seems like two months later they're going for seventy-five bucks on eBay. You better believe it. So, yeah. if, if you dive in head first in you know twenty nineteen, and all of a sudden you're like, ah, I don't, I'm not really feeling this anymore. 
you're at minimum going to get your money back if you're a good guy or a gal. But I mean, you can get a lot more than that if you wanted to. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And, um, the thing is with, with the, all these different toy lines, you know, I, I, I remember you saying this on the fully posable podcast, you have to limit yourself, you know, because you do got to set rules. It's so easy. Like you said, every retro you want to get, of course I was the same way. And then you see all these cool elites and I'm kind of like, mm, do, do I need every single guy? No. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's that, there's that <laughs> thought of like, how many do I actually need? How many do I actually want? You know? Yeah. And then on top of that, it's like, okay, how many ultimate warriors do I need? Like right. it started off with, do I even need ultimate warrior in the first place? Well, it's like, well, yes, cause I need to complete my golden era collection. And it's like, okay, I need them in the IC form. I need them like his WrestleMania six attire. I need that WrestleMania seven one. Oh, I need that one from like 1990. It's like, when does it stop? Right. Oh it, yeah. It's, it's, un, it's unbelievable. And, uh, and, I, and I'm kind of like you, like, because you'll see certain, like I just saw the, uh, the fiend on the, on the pegs the other day. And so I had to pick uh-huh. it up because I'm like, well, that's going to be a well sought after figure. I, I definitely want that in the collection. But oh. he doesn't really fall in the category of the guys I typically go after. You know what I mean? Right. What What are your what What is your category? Like, what's your parameters? So right now, I'm everything kind of changes for me. Like what I'm actually digging. You know, like what I'm what I'm into. Yeah. And uh, I'm really liking the Masters of the WWE Universe line, which I know a lot of people are kind of soured on those because I feel like they think they that replaced the retros, which I don't I was one of those people at first, yeah. Yeah, and I don't think that that was necessarily the case. I think those were made more as a way to uh, make the, the actual Masters of the Universe line a bigger thing. That was my opinion. I think the retros, the problem with them is, is honestly right. how badly they shipped them and stuff. Like... I don't know how many times I went to Walmart wanting to buy them and never found them. And then I'm seeing the sets that I'm wanting to buy at five below for half price. Like, yes, that was the thing uh, it, with the retros. It was all just, you know, we say it all the time to nauseum almost, but it's distribution. Yeah. I mean, you had series three like available at GameStop and then you buy them at GameStop and then you see them in your targets for three years. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then you yeah, also, you, you see them at five below five or six. Exactly. You never see series four, five or six. And then like I've, I found series six at a closeout Kmart. Yeah. I mean, do you remember Kmart? <laughs> I remember Kmart. Yeah. We don't have any around here anymore, but yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, the retros, it was a hassle in terms of just availability. Um, I really hope if they come back, they, they figure that out. Even I, I, someone's mentioned it before. I can't remember who it was. Even if it's just an online only thing where, yeah. you know, they're just on ringside or they're just wherever. So I think that could work. Well, one thing that always got me about the retros is like everybody seemed to unanimously love those, you know, and I'm like, you know, I saw all the people customizing the rings and stuff. I'm like, why aren't they doing like a Target exclusive retro NXT ring with like an exclusive like Adam Cole or something? Yes. That that, would sell amazingly. Like, why wouldn't they do that? That just seems like a layup to me. I I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess. Do they see that? Oh, well, we haven't sold a retro because it's series three. And six months, um, I guess no one's buying these, you know, I, I don't know because, but the thing is everybody that wanted them bought them either at GameStop prior or they bought them online. Cause I think that, I think series three was the first ones to be on available online too. Right. So, everybody so pre-ordered probably everybody pre-ordered press. So yeah. Everybody that wanted to buy them had already bought them by the time they hit retail. Um, but yeah, you're right. The, there was so much love for them and customizing for them that they could have d- definitely done like an NXT ring with Adam Cole at target. For example, that would have, that would have sold a guy gangbusters. And a guy like me who doesn't really watch the current product, 
Like I buy all of the retros. It doesn't matter if they're a current right. guy or not. Exactly. So I would have I would have bought that. Right. And and that took, like that's why I'm saying it's a layup. Twenty dollars, exactly. ten dollar figure, thirty bucks on the on the pegs. Bought boom. You know every day of the week. But I mean, like you could also do like a WCW ring with like a Surfer Sting. Um, yes. Retro. Uh, they, they could have done an ECW ring with like, yeah, I don't know who it would have been, you know, Rob Van Dam or something like that, whoever they have availability to, but that's just money right there. Like yes. an exclusive ring with an exclusive figure, everyone would have been all over that. And so like, I, I look at it, I'm like, why do they keep producing stuff that people aren't, they don't seem to be into as much, but that seems like such a, such a win. And they, you know, they're like, oh, we're putting it on hiatus. I never really got that. I, I never really got that either. And, I don't really know what the game plan is. No one does, obviously, except for those within the company. But I hope if they do come back, there's a strong game plan. And they, they do creative stuff like that because you're, you're right. It's every day of the week. It's gangbusters. It's, it's sell. Well, I know for me, like when I found Series 1, I found all four of the initial figures without Taker and Warrior. Uh-huh. And I couldn't find – and those took me forever to find. I eventually did, but it was really – you know, putting in the legwork and hitting the pavement to try to find those two. Right. Two, I saw literally one time in stores. Okay. And that's it. And I think that was a a big part of the problem with the retros. I know Bane has said it before because he's not as big of a collector as a lot of us, but he's all like, I like these, but if I can't find them, I'm not going to bother trying to collect them. And I'm like, no. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. It's going to sour him. He's not going to be interested in doing it. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, Series one and two. Um, series one, I felt like hung, kind of hung around for a while. It did. Like, you know, it's like the, if you only knew, like, I remember seeing a ton of Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens on the pegs, a ton of them. Right. You know, I remember seeing them in clearances and stuff like that. Um, and I, I did see series two a couple times. And then I also saw them in a Marshalls for like five bucks. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it was such a roller coaster with those things, but I'll tell you what, I never, like, I can't replace that feeling I had of finding retros in the wild. Oh, I know. Like, even if it was guys I really didn't care for or watch like that much, just finding them and like holding them and purchasing them, like that to me was so fun. And I, I, I can't replicate that with elites or with NECA or anything else. Right. So, no, yeah, I definitely get that. And, you know, I think, um, I think what may have happened with series one, and I could be wrong on this, but I think, the first four figures shipped out and those hit the peg. So everyone bought them and then they shipped out more of series one, but this time with taker and warrior in there. And yeah. so now people are buying those two, but they're leaving the other four because they already have them. Right. I remember, certain, happened. I remember seeing pegs of series one where it was literally no room left. It was completely full. Yes. Yep. Same. So, yep. I, I, yeah, I remember distinctly seeing in a, in a clearance aisle, like just all of series one, every single character. I mean, for weeks, and not not going and buying them. Yeah. Because I think that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And, and so I don't know. Like, I guess that's a marketing thing that you have to kind of think about and stuff like that. And that supply and demand aspect of it. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, I never even I never actually saw the ring available in retail ever. So. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I, I, I saw it in Kmart. I got my ring when I got my Series 6. Wow. Yeah. And that's so, the only place I ever saw it, though, was Kmart. Yeah, and, and that's what's so weird is because I know for me, I saw Series 1 pretty prevalently. I saw Series 2 once. Right. I saw Series 3 at Target for a year, I think. And then Series 4, 5, and 6 never saw in stores ever. And then Series 7 hit Walmart, and those stayed around forever. And never forever. saw three. Yeah. No, I, the only, I only saw the last three in uh, 5 Below. That was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, do you still have your retros? Do you have them all? I so I'm I'm missing a few. I I never got um, Randy Orton. I never got Samoa Joe, and okay. I never got that Green Trunks Macho Man. And then I don't I don't have the New Day. I have everybody else, but yeah. So okay. I, I always kind of planned like New Day is still available on Ringside, which I need to pull the trigger on eventually. And I was hoping to run into Series Nine at a five below. I just haven't ever found them there yet. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll keep my eyes out for them because I'm still popping into five belows every now and then. Yeah, they actually I mean, just opened like three five belows here in town. We've never had one before, so. I'm kinda, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of doing that too, and I've seen Series Eight numerous times. Um, actually, that's where I picked up all four of them. So okay. I'm hoping that Series Nine. I have Series Ten. I ordered those from Megalopolis, but I'm hoping uh, Series Nine pops in because I know, looking up now, that Green Trunks Macho Man is not cheap, and so no, it's oh, not. Jeez. And honestly, if I if I were you, I know if I see them, it doesn't matter what series it is now. If I see a retro for five bucks or less, I buy it. Right. Because I had at one point like six canes because I found them at Marshalls, and like two weeks later, I found them at like a TJ Maxx. Right. And I think I hooked people up, and I just charged like maybe like I don't know, it was like fifteen bucks shipping or whatever it was. Yeah. And uh, now you look at Kane, and it's he's quite expensive. So. Right. Yeah, even if it's Series Three, if I, I'll buy those for five bucks because I feel like in a couple years I can, I mean they're gonna lease. There's gonna be somebody that wants them. So. Well, especially now with the line kind of being on hiatus or whatever it is, you know, because I feel like, um, like you said, Series One. If you had only known, obviously, because if anyone doesn't know that Roman Reigns is worth a ton of money now. Yes. And it's just that that thing of if you don't know, you don't know, and so yeah, there you go. Exactly. It's, exactly. It's, it's, a, it's a wild game. I will say the one thing about the retros that bothered me, and I've talked about this on here before too, is no cutout bio card on the back. That yes, they did so many nods to the Hasbro line, but that was one that they completely whiffed on. Yeah, I agree with you right there. Um, I, I loved those bio cards. I used to cut them out myself, and sure. that was a huge miss. I used to have like sure. a little uh, uh, WWF lunch pail, and I kept them all in there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, exactly. The bio cards. But that's also, too, back, like we talk about being in the 90s, that's yeah. how I learned guys' hometowns and heights and weights and, you know, yeah, little exactly. things that you don't know about because it's not as connected as it is nowadays. Right. That That's also how I would introduce people, you sure. know? Yeah. It, you know, I just read the back of the card, and that was when I was doing my Howard Fingal impersonations, that's what I was reading. Which is funny because I think every kid in our generation, if you're going to portray a ring announcer, it's always Howard Finkel, is it not? Well, exactly. He's the only one I knew. I didn't know any other ring announcers back in the day. Yeah, it was it was definitely the Fink. That's for sure. Yeah, I know. Uh, when I was in the NXT system, he he happened to show up at one of our random live events. Yeah. He announced the main event, and those guys were so giddy that Howard Finkel was oh. announcing them. I'm like, but that's pretty freaking cool. Heck yeah, it is. I mean, that's dream level stuff right there to get Howard Finkel to call you to the ring. Yeah, like, a, and and like he he's such a he was such a modest guy. I know he passed away earlier this year, but such a yeah. modest guy. Like he didn't seem like it was like it was a big deal. And it's like, dude, you're the Fink. Like you are everybody's childhood ring announcer. Like that's awesome. Yes, we say people's names because of you. The way we say them. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Oh, so, that's awesome. So such cool stuff. But anyway, dude, uh, this has been awesome talking. If, you, if you're cool with it, let's take a break here, and I'll have you back on for part two. Yeah, that sounds great. All right. Big thank you to uh, Rad Chad for uh, being on the show, and, of course, he will be back on again next week. But big underscore Bane, it's our last crazy soda. Yeah, and hey, you're, you're hiding that label from me. What do we got? We've got green apple jalapeno. Oh, jeez. So, I mean, here's I like jalapeno. 
it's better than sweet corn soda. I'll and I, that. yeah, right. And I like green apple. Yeah, mixing together, maybe not the best idea. Maybe but not. I don't know. We I shall might, see. might have to try a, a green, like jalapeno stuff with green apples at home. See yeah, how do it that. Do that. That's a good idea. Might might do that. Or, or you know, you say green apple stuff with jalapenos. No jalapeno stuff with green apples. Okay, well. Like yeah. Tomato, tomato, do what you want. Do I what guess. you want, I Charlie guess. Shaw, you sick son bitch. <laughs> he is a chef. It's yeah. mole. <laughs> <laughs> it's not chocolate gravy, it's a mole. You <laughs> French bitch. Whoo, <laughs> 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 that's funny stuff. Anyway, it's our last crazy soda. And actually, next week, um, I've talked about it a little bit, but I think we are going to dive into the Tiger Electronics games. Oh boy. Are you ready for those? Yes. Yeah, I'm actually really excited about those because I know they're gonna be bad. They are bad. Uh have you played them? I have. Yeah. Uh, I didn't actually read the instructions, and there's a couple of them I don't know what I'm trying to do. <laughs> so, well, don't let me know how to like. No, no, no I, I want you to. I want I need you to be going in blind. I want you to completely go in blind. Um, and I want everyone at home listening to this. Let us know which ones you would like us to dive into first. Yeah, we're gonna get through all four of them. There's only four released. That, that being said, I went to uh, Think Geek where I bought them mm-hmm. just the other day, and they didn't have any. Really? So I don't know if they sold, but I have not seen them in store since I grabbed them. Did you happen to see any of those uh, Tiny Toon little minis? I did. They had a box yeah. of about four of them. Wow. So they're going pretty quick, too. They are. That freak is what I'm telling you, man. It's yeah, you want to update people on that? You actually found one on eBay. I found one on eBay. Unfortunately, it had already sold, and it sold for, what did I say? It was like, like 70 70 bucks. I mean, we're talking a little three-inch figure. You you sent me a picture, and you're like, well, that's too much. And I'm like, that is, but I get that it's like a rare... It's not even just rare. It's like damn near impossible because you're not even guaranteed you're going to get it in a box. Well, and, and that's what I asked. I said, well, if you bought an entire box, would it cost more than that? And you're like, yes. I was like, well, then maybe it's not that bad a deal. It's like one in every three boxes because Oof. because they have another one that's just called the, um, it was called the Rare Chase. This one's like Rare Chase mystery or so that's the freakazoid one the, this one's like rare chase and it's one in every two boxes so the freakazoid is not even listed on how many you'll find in a box so it's got to be at least one in three boxes i'm not a huge fan of blind boxes because i feel like you're, you're spending way too much money on something you don't know right and it's it, you know i would hate to buy a whole box of those and not get with one you know what i mean like yeah. that would suck so and you have to open it or you don't know <laughs> right um but yeah and then you you were, i think you were kind of maybe debating it and then it sold. So yeah, and so I was like, man, because I, I was like, I just don't, I don't know if that's worth it. Because I love that figure; I think it looks cool. But it's like, is it seventy dollars cool? And it's like, I know it's the only Freakazoid action figure there is out there. But it's like, I, I don't know if I could spend seventy bucks on that. It's a lot of money for what you're getting, for yeah. sure. So. My wife would probably kick my ass if she found out that I spent seventy bucks on a little three inch figure. Yeah, it's it's a lot of money now. I guess you could look at it like, well, I could resell this for blah, 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 but you don't want to resell it. You want to keep it. Well, I want to keep And also, too, like, what if in 10 years nobody knows what the hell Kid Robot is right. and nobody gives a damn about Freakazoid? Right. You know what and I mean? It's, like, and it's not worth it. It's only right. worth money if people are willing to spend it. Right. And so, I mean, I'm I'm going to be a Freakazoid fan until I'm old, but, like, I'm. it's, I mean, how many of them are there going to be? You know what I mean? You know, I will say this. If Animaniacs is coming back on Hulu, maybe Freakazoid would too. I would I would absolutely love it if Freakazoid. Because I guess uh, Pinky and the Brain are going to be a part of Animaniacs as well. Yeah. Which I'm like, that's awesome. I Freakazoid. Yeah, absolutely should. 
Yeah, I think that'd be that'd be super cool. I guess Hulu's got the entire run of Thundercats too. They do, and I was gonna watch that, but I was like, eh, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool though. Like for it's cool people wanting that nostalgia. And you know, it only ran two seasons, but it had like sixty-five episodes each season. And here's he man, what he I the same way. Here's what I didn't know: they had new episodes every day throughout the work week. Mm-hmm. So it was like Monday through Friday, you got a brand new episode every single day. I believe He-Man and a lot of those other cartoons. That's the same way. insane. Yeah. So like, I mean, now it's like usually have to wait a week, maybe even two weeks before you get a new episode. Yeah. That's crazy. It's it's pretty cool. Pretty cool idea. Anyway, you want to dive into this crazy so, crazy soda here? I was hoping you forget. No, it's still there. It's <laughs> staring at me. That damn rocket fizz. All, All right. right, let's make it happen. Oh, that's one for me. I thought you were gonna switch it up, you know, but you didn't, and I paid for it. Yeah. Well, Oof. well damn, that sucks, doesn't it, babe? Well, damn, you just lost two in a row. Yeah. Well, let me get a little bit of this this here uh, juice. Oh yeah, sweet nectar of the gods. No, that's the radical skedaddle. This is probably <laughs> gonna taste like Windex. Jeff probably loves this stuff. I bet. I bet this is his favorite soda. Green apple jalapeno. Oh God! It's got such a stupid smell. Ooh, it does. It does. I can smell both things. Oh God! It smells like a now and later. That's what now and later smell like. Kinda. All right. Well, down the hatch. Down the hatch. Oh God! Yeah, it's he loves that. I can tell. It's that. It's that bite at that the end. Bite. Oh, the spice. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Look, you just down the hatch, just chugging away. Well, you know, I'm not a waster of soda. Not a waster of soda. Like Jeff is. <laughs> yelling at Celeste to come get the damn thing. You drink it like a man, Jeff. Wow, I love all the heat. <laughs> so much fun. All right, down the hatch. Here we go. I don't give him heat enough. It's yeah. That, it's that bite, isn't it? Yeah. It just... That aftertaste. It makes you feel like you have a sore throat. <laughs> yeah, it does. Holy crap. Like, initially, I'm like, well, that's not bad. And yeah. And then it kind of lingers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's not good. Mm-mm. And we don't pour out much, but that's a good three swallows. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I finish... Oh, my God. This is going to be brutal. As I finish this... Um, we should dive into a little bit of chalk line talk here. They actually just revealed something today, which was uh, which was super cool. They've kind of teased it in the past, but they have uh, they've officially announced that uh, their Power Ranger line, which I guess is going to be launching this fall. They showed a new uh, Power Ranger satin jacket, and then a really cool like Fanimation with um, with all the Rangers and the Megazord on the back. What do you think about these, man? These are badass. I think. Yeah, they look very cool. Um, I think you know Power Rangers kind of falls in line with all the other licenses they already have, so I think these are these are going to be cool. Sure. Uh, anything anything you might want to be snagging there? I, I like that second jacket better with all the pictured. But I'm yeah. also waiting for some Green Ranger stuff too. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll probably pass on the Power Ranger stuff. Um, I, I was actually really digging the fact that they brought back the Madness tank. Mm-hmm. Pick that up. I did not, uh, but I, I thought about it. What about that? Um, on that same on that madness tank, what about that NWO? Um, the hoodie, the hoodie, yeah, yeah, that's pretty sweet too. Um, I haven't, I haven't actually looked to see how much that is, see if that's even in my price range. I but believe I, it's I, eighty. I definitely dig it. I think it looks good. 
If I remember right, yeah. And I like the bulldog jacket. I think that's cool as hell. Absolutely. They, I mean, they got some. They got some good stuff. The garbage pail kid trading card jacket and shorts. I, you know, I'm not a huge garbage pail kid fan, but I've I've kind of found more interest in it as time went on. But this is an interesting idea, right? They have all the cards kind of pictured on the jacket or the uh, shorts. That's kind of a fun idea. Yeah. I mean, because garbage pill kids are certainly a, uh, a a license everyone remembers. Um, and also, too, uh, the new SpongeBob Popsicle shorts and jackets. A lot of cool stuff there. Um, and I guess what one thing is cool, they didn't really show it, but the SpongeBob shorts come in like a Popsicle-looking wrapper. That oh, looks that's like, cool. Looks like the old school Ice Cream Man. Yeah, um, popsicle stuff. So I think that's kind of cool. And then releasing tonight as we record this are the April O'Neil shorts, kind of going along with all the uh, Ninja Turtles stuff that they've done. Yeah, um, lots of cool stuff. Uh, some new Halloween shorts, um, some new Street Fighter stuff, and I believe the Technodrome and uh, Turtle uh, Blimp jackets are still available. I think those are super cool too. I I haven't pulled the trigger on them, but I definitely dig them. Yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff on here, man. They're consistently always uh, always bringing fun stuff. So highly recommend people checking it out. Um, you can follow them at Chalkline Official on Instagram. They update pretty much every day, so there's always always cool stuff there. Uh, anyway, anything else you want to add before we wrap it up, man? Uh, that's just that's that's it. All right, well, guys, if you enjoy this podcast, give a give a listen to some of our podcasting partners, our our friends in the podcasting game which include the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast featuring Jeff and Scott. And believe it or not, we like those guys. No, yeah, they're, 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 they're great guys. <laughs> they're great guys over there. I just, I don't I don't give Jeff hell enough, you know, and so I was, I, today's the day. Today's the day. Today was the day. You make fun of Radical Skedaddle, yeah. you're going to get the horns. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what that means, <laughs> but you're, 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 I'm, I'm going to eat that ass. Good Lord, man. <laughs> It's a, a Hoganism. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. As far as Bischoff goes, I'm going to eat his ass. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to kick Goldberg's butt. <laughs> He's always just been so bad at cussing that I love it. Well, like, so what's funny is we've been watching the... Uh, Assault on Devil's Island, yeah, which was the Charlie Shaw pick for the uh, Patreon show. We've been doing like a watch along over the last three weeks, and we've kind of realized like he actually kind of looks like an action star if he changes his look and doesn't look like such a goof. Right? Yeah. If and, he if he has the hair, shaves off the Fu Manchu, yep. he kind of looks like a badass. Um, so check out Fully Posable, Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew of dudes over there, and uh, yep, they're fun shows involving all things pop culture in fact we have a new respect for them the fact that they do watch bad movies yeah for their show we are having to do that and struggling yeah yeah and and i will say this i have uh i i want to say i appreciate you guys for for taking the brunt of charlie shaw's uh bullshit it's mole yeah yeah it's shut the hell up yeah but uh yeah yeah i appreciate you guys for, for really taking all the heat from yeah. us. <laughs> Thanks for being our heat shielder. Yeah. For sure. Um, also, positively, 
Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric, dropping new shows involving retro wrestling, which is always fun. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry, um, two good dudes, Great super guys. hilarious. Yeah, we haven't. Um, they've they've been on the show before. It's been a while though, and I was actually thinking that I was like, man, I love talking old school wrestling with Barry because yeah. you know, he just he loves the, the wrestling. Eric's super cool too. So check out Doing the Favor uh, trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds dropping a new show every single day. Yep. I, I believe he's still doing his live streams for trivia. Um, I don't know if bars are open in California. I'm I'm not sure the. The world out there, I know it's a little bit different than it is out here. So, yeah, if you're, um, I think they're a little bit more cautious in California than we are here in Oklahoma. They have a lot more population. Yeah. They have to be a lot more cautious. You know, a lot more people, a lot more public transit, things of that nature. A lot so, smarter than most everybody here. Well, I, I think that's to be, you know, goes without saying. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you can check that out. Trivia with Buds and uh, follow his good stuff out there. Elite Eight Showdown with old Big Chuck. Yeah. Your favorite person on the planet. Yeah, you know, all, all kidding aside, I hate Charlie Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's a super cool guy. If you guys if you guys haven't checked out Elite Eight Showdown, it's it's a hell of a show. They they do a lot of fun stuff. They have like a uh, – not. I mean, he, he was just talking about it last week, but they have not only the top eight uh, tournaments that they do, they also do like their backyard crazy-ass wrestling fed that they do. With, death uh, matches with, pretty much with, with Betty, Betty White. White. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just amazing stuff over there. The backyard death match is basically the appetizer to the main event. Yes, and so like that kind of leads you to what you're about to dive yeah. into. It's it's an absolute absolute fun show every single time. I, I find myself just just getting an ab workout from laughing so hard. So you will listen to it and think, "What the hell am I listening to?" And, yeah, and you literally get stuck listening to it because it's just you can't stop. Right, and uh, and you know it's it's tournament style, which is kind of right. fun. And That's so, always fun. And uh, you know he's a little sour because he uh, he mentioned to us the uh, the '90s Tell Award and says we did not give him credit. We had you on the podcast. What kind of credit do you want? You want a cookie? Yeah. You probably you probably wouldn't need it. You'd probably say it's too dry or I burnt it. Get some, so, how about how about we'll send him some chocolate gravy? He commented, I, I made chocolate gravy this morning, right? Oh, did you? Yeah, because it, it? it was amazing. We've been talking about it, so I was like, I'm just, I'm gonna make it. And so Did you send him a picture or anything? I he I posted on Instagram and he was like, Wait, that's, you did? That's just that's just chocolate sauce. I'm like, what what the hell world are you living in, Charlie Shaw? It's not chocolate sauce. It's gravy, pal. Oh, that does look good. It was so good. Yeah. The only thing I might do different next time is maybe add a dash of salt. Okay. It's. I feel like it needs just a dash of salt. I think it'd be perfect. That's just chocolate sauce, you troglodyte? Troglodyte. You're just chocolate sauce. Nice comeback. No, thanks. Yeah. But yeah, chocolate gravy is is amazing. Right. It's It's, so good. Yeah, so it's not mole. Yeah, definitely yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, I saw him throwing shade at us. I was like, "Whoa, wait, well, wait a damn minute here, yeah, fella, yeah, fella." We had you on the damn podcast about yeah. it, and so. he says we always leave him on red in the messages. I'm like, maybe I do, but Breaker doesn't. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you, you probably don't message him back. I would have bet, and it's never personal. It's just that I have all my notifications off. I don't see it until three days later, and you don't like him, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there you go Lead 8 Showdown Check it out It's fun stuff um, Ringside Rant with RJ Always yeah. having a new guest on every week Check him out Really fun show Leisure and Lariat's podcast With Ruthless Ryan Davidson Just did a two-parter with Stevie Richards Very nice Which is super cool And um, and you know He's got a lot of shows That are kind of centric On like one topic Yep what, Whatever that might be I know he did one on like The speaking out movement And he's done one on Kind of COVID And 
positive message, very uplifting. Ryan's a super positive guy as much as I give him shit. So I highly recommend checking out the Leisure and Lariats podcast. It's great stuff. It's on all the available platforms, so check it out. And also, too, I you know I always I look at our list of podcasts, and I feel like we shout out everybody, but we do miss people. Yep. And that's never – I want everyone to know, like, if you have a podcast and we don't mention you, it's probably not personal. It's probably just – I forgot to now, make it in the notes. Now, some of you guys, it's personal. Yeah. Some of you guys, yeah. Yeah, it's personal. Does Eric Barker have a podcast? Yeah. Okay. Son of a bitch. Don't, don't listen to that. Yeah. Son of a bitch files. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, boots to the face. Yes. We, we we don't we haven't mentioned them before and I, I feel bad. Yeah. It just it, one of those things. Well we mentioned so many podcasts. We we plug so many podcasts. It, it is hard to keep track of who we're not plugging. So yeah. Right. It, it, it's it's tough and uh, you know, he's super Rucker's super cool dude. Absolutely. So I highly recommend um Highly recommend checking out his show as well, and I've officially made a note of it, so it'll be uh, it'll be on the rotation for everyone to hear about. And of course, uh, how about good friend of the show, awesome artist, awesome all around dude, the one and only Jason Wolf. Yes, you see, he's got a new website going. He does, and it looks great. It does. Doyle draws. He's kind of um, he's always kind of assumed the name Jason Wolf, which is you know obviously not his not his legal name. I think as most people know. And uh, he's kind of taking all his things and putting them into one website, which I was like, you know, for a guy who wants to sell prints and wants to sell sketch cards and things like that, I think that this is a great idea. Yeah. So support this website. And I'm hoping, like he said, the official launch is going to be September 1, which is coming up in a couple of days. Yeah. And uh, I think it's great, you know, because he, I love the roster, excuse me, the roster prints he's done of the Hasbros and stuff. And I think having a, a store where you can actually purchase and, Mm-hmm. All that stuff will definitely take away from having to DM and all that stuff. It'll probably be easier on him. It'll be easier on the on the customer, and I think it's great stuff. And for sure, you know, I love getting a sketch cards. He's actually he's been doing some for Dobro lately, yeah. Uh, which is like he did one of Carrying Cross, which is super cool, and yep. Jordan Grace and a lot of other a lot of other talents. I mean, he's De- Delilah Doom. I think is what her name is. Yep, yep. he's yep. done that one. And I've done a lot of wrestling ones, but then I started doing some of the Ninja Turtle ones. Yeah. And I'm like, man, those are, I think those are cooler than the wrestling ones. Like, his his artwork is phenomenal. Yeah, well, and there's endless possibilities to his talent. Right. You know, I mean, so I'm pretty positive whatever you're thinking of, he could probably take care of it for you. Without a doubt. And he's such such an easy guy to work with. I highly recommend it, especially if you want to get a commission done. Yeah. You know? Um, so definitely uh, give him a follow at the Art of Jason Wolf and check out DoyleDraws.com. Uh, Grapple Holden to be the man. Evil ain't good. If you like wrestling comic books, Grapple Holden's done by a good friend of the show, Dave Thomas. Yes. You can find them both on Amazon and to be the man's also on Comixology. Now, Dave told me that uh, Grapple Holden's supposed to be on Comixology at some point, but I don't know if he's been able to, you know, COVID and all this other shit has not sure. happened yet. So hopefully that that changes down the road. But yeah. As of now, I don't believe that it is. Uh, Breaker and Bane's Power Pro Wrestling, the video game for the NES, for the regular Nintendo. You can find that uh, from Pack and Sack Day. We have his website in the show notes. And just shoot him a message on there. Let him know you want Power Pro Wrestling. You can play as me, Big Underscore Bane, Charlie Shaw, Travis Fowler, Eric Barker, or Soda Hunter. Yes. Um, Super fun stuff. And did you want to mention it? Let's do it. Let's mention uh, okay, it. Okay, well, we got a um, 
been working on it, working on a new league that, um, you know, speaking of video games, we got a got a new league kicked up. It's going to be for the patrons, but it's also going to be early access for um, everybody to check out called PHPW. PHPW, which will be Power Hour Pro Wrestling. Yes. Now, this is your brainchild. Uh, you pitch it to me, and I, I'll be honest, I wasn't sold initially. Yeah. And then the more you talked about it, I was like, okay, this might actually be kind of fun. Yeah. And um, how much detail you want to give right now? I'm thinking this is more of a teaser. Yeah, I mean that's that's totally fine. Yeah, I mean we got we got things cooking. It's basically going to be um, um, four four weeks of television, one pay per view a month, and uh, it's all going to be us mm-hmm. patrons and listeners of the show. Yeah. Now how how it's being done? If you're a patron, you're going to be kind of lumped into like that top guy category. Yes. Which unfortunately that includes Charlie Shaw. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, that being said, if I mean we're not trying to make this like oh you have to sign up for Patreon to be a part of it like that's not that's not really how it is but we're basically making our own wrestling league through 2K19. Now you were going to use 2K20. I tried so hard to use 2K20 because there's so many more customizable options, but unfortunately the more characters that I developed and created, it started to freeze on me and it started to suck. And that was the first time since I've had that game that I started noticing glitches and, and right. things like that. And I was like, okay, this is what everybody's been talking about. Right. Um, so we're, um, we're going to do four weeks of TV. Me and Bane are going to do commentary for it. Yes. You've actually written, um, theme music for everybody. Yeah. Like it's, it's pretty cool. And, um, and we're going to, you know, determine champions. Mm-hmm. We're going to have feuds. We're going to have pay-per-views. Um, I believe our, we want our. We're probably going to start it around October. I think so. About four yep. weeks from now, probably. Yep. Is when it's going to debut. It'll be uh, available early access to patrons, mm-hmm. and then maybe a week or so of following that will be available on YouTube. I would imagine. Yes. For everyone to view, and uh, yeah, I mean the idea is not everybody's going to be available right away, but as time goes on, more people will become a part of this. Yeah, and and uh, we'll kind of do like, like a waiting list of sorts if sure. you want. Um, First come, first serve, but we will let you know when the dojo is open for you to be added into the roster. It's not just um, be, because of the fact that I'm going to have to be doing music. Because the thing is, is like if I just use stock music or WWE music, then we get flagged for copyrights, and then WWE gets money for each view. I don't want to give them any money. So every so it t- it's going to take time to be able to create you guys, write the music for you guys, all that stuff. So... Um, so it's going to take some time, so don't expect to be added a week from now. The best thing about this, though, no Bill Benus, right? Yeah. So far. You didn't say that super convincingly. He's not going to be part of this, right? I mean, he's not He's not in the first couple of weeks of television. you got to be kidding me. Well, he found out about it, Breaker. I mean, it's just it's, there's nothing I can do. Okay, I cannot escape this guy. No, at least he doesn't know where I live yet. Thank God. <clears throat> Not yet. <laughs> if he follows you, I'm gonna. Oh my God! He, he has literally found every breaker in Bane's headquarters. So that is true. don't get comfortable. That is true. Oh man, that makes me nervous. But anyway, uh, PHPW will be coming at you soon. Uh, the weekly show is Adrenaline, which I think is fun. Yes. Yep. And then. Uh, a once a month pay per view, um, which I think is going to be super fun, and the pay per views that you know, goofy over the top names is what kind of what we want to go with, which I think yep. will be really fun. This this is this, the idea is for fun, like, and that's what yes. I want everyone to yeah to realize it's it's a fun goofy idea yep. featuring all of us, 
And, and, um, and also, too, the way we're going to do it, like, I'm not going to be playing any of these matches. Right. They're all going to be completely simulated, so I'm just going to sit back, and while the match is playing, I'm going to be doing the dishes or something like that. You know what I mean? So I will find out who wins when the match is over. You know what I mean? Right. It's That way there's no, like, it's it's all based on the computer. So if you don't win a match, it's not because we didn't want you to. Right. It just happened. It's it's literally anybody's ball game. So it could be one of those things where, you know, it seems like it, it could be hot potato with the with the title. You know, every month oh, we get a new be. champion, you know, who knows. But, um, but it, it'll be fun stuff, I think. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm I'm super excited for it. It'll be uh, we'll keep you guys updated when things are things are moving forward with that. Uh, but we also you know, mentioned you doing the theme song. Check out Bane's music, which you can find on all the major music platforms, including Apple, Spotify, mm-hmm. everywhere else. Got three albums, got some uh, singles all out there, and yep. I know you're working on new stuff all the time. So check them out. Yes. Check out our side projects, Back to the Nintendo, which we just dropped, episode um, 60, which is Destination Earth Star. Have you heard of that one? <laughs> no. <laughs> Guess who picked that one? That sounds like a Brett pick. It was a Brett pick, yeah. So that's coming up. Um, well, it already dropped as of this recording. And then, of course, um, no holds barred with Bill Benus. Yeah. Um, you guys got about three-week countdown here. Oh, that really? Yeah. So, like, it's... Yeah, coming back in three weeks. About a three-week countdown. Uh, September twenty-second is when the first episode of season three airs. I don't September twenty-second. Don't even know if I'm supposed to be telling you guys this or not. Oh but god! Yeah, it's uh, September twenty-second. So get ready because here we go for round three. <sighs> I thought we got rid of this guy. Oh, yeah. yep. More Bill Beatus. Yep. So there you go. Um, patreon.com forward slash bbph we've already mentioned that before but if you want to support us on there we definitely appreciate it and you get a free weekly podcast with that so it's uh, um, the energy shot yes it's available exclusively to patrons um, about 30 minutes and Mm -hmm. we dive into all kinds of stuff we're currently doing a watch along to Assault on Devil's Island which shoot me in the face yeah it should be wrapping that up uh, this week actually and then who knows I think we're going to Hold off on watch-alongs for a little bit, but we have some other stuff we want to do, so yeah. it'll be a lot of fun. The only watch-along I want to do from now on is The Office. Yes. Maybe Jingle All the Way. Well, yeah, and I mean, fun stuff, not terrible, right. not terrible movies. Right. My God. Um, also, uh, you can find all of our t-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com, and on Whatamaneuver.net, we have a Breaker Remains Power Hour store with our... Real American Podcaster shirt, which you're rocking right now, the tank top. Yeah. Which is super awesome. And there's also a Bane store over on whatamaneuver.net. Absolutely. A couple good shirts over there, too. And, of course, Average Panda and Outsiders Beard Co. Yes. uh, We're running over time, so I'm going to keep this short. Good stuff over there. If you need some gym clothes, head over to Average Panda. If you need to get that beard looking nice and clean for your Zoom calls, go to outsidersbeardco.com. we got all of your product needs. There you go. Yep. I've actually been seeing some masks advertised that are for beards. They're like bigger. Oh, okay. I'm like, oh, there you go. People are uh, making it happen. Yeah, Yeah, right. All right. Well, thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We will see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. (laughs) 
It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back at my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Psycho! Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.